Hi out there. I'm Pat Holly, and I'd like to welcome you to my show, Artbeat Northwest. Every week we talk with someone from the visual arts or the performing arts right here in the Pacific Northwest. And we also talk about goings-on in our local art scene. And here to talk with us this week is Carol Milne. She is a cast glass artist. Now, Carol received a degree in landscape architecture in, in 1985, but realized in her senior year, and Carol, you were working with art in the landscape, right? Yes. Uh, that she was actually more interested in the sculpture than in the landscape, So, and the implications of the sculpture in the landscape. So she ended up being in sculpture, and so then went into graduate school for a sculpture where she she cast iron around glass and experimented with clay and bronze and concrete and wood and many other materials. And uh, then she eventually, in year, the year 2000, returned to glass as her sculpture medium. And Carol is the lone pioneer in the art of knitted glass, developing a process and, which is very mystical, <laughs> to cast knitted work with glass, uh, combining her love of art glass sculpture with her passion for knitting. Welcome to the show, Carol. Thanks, Pat. It's nice to be here. Great to have you. Great to have you here. But before we get started with the interview, let's talk about some other things having to do with glass coming up in the next uh couple weeks, actually. Uh, Refract is going on, a Seattle glass experience. Now, this is coming up. This is many, many events, and it's coming up October 17th to 20th. So, you know, it's just between a week and two weeks away. Now, uh, one of the things, uh, Chuli Glass uh, Garden and Glass is kind of coordinating this, and uh, they have an event called Gather uh, that is on Thursday, October 17th. I think that's kind of the kickoff. And uh, it's 21-plus event. It's at their, of course, Chihuly Garden and Glass, 6 to 9 p.m. And they have, like, um, True Love uh, live music, live glass demonstrations, uh, drink tickets, uh, uh, bites to eat, and more. And uh, you can tick, uh, purchase these tickets online. You have to purchase online prior to the event. There's nothing you can't get in at the door. So be sure to look online uh, and get those. And then um, there's another uh, event called Fused, and that's October 18th. That's Friday night, 6 p.m. to 10 p.m., and uh, it is amazing artist demos in uh, a dozen different studios at Pratt. Wow, <laughs> lots going on. Live music by internationally known Tlingit glass artist. Everybody knows uh, Preston Singletary, and, you know, he loves his band. All indigenous <laughs> people. I can't pronounce the name of it, but it's Preston <laughs> Singletary's band. There's also later on a DJ Food trucks, cash bar, 
a live bronze pour. That's always exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and renowned Lummy gas art, uh, glass artist Dan Friday blowing in the hot shop. And Etsuko uh, Ichikawa a painting pyrographs in molten glass. So, you know, there's so much fun stuff going on. So that's Friday. And then uh, at, they have the wonderful uh, fundraiser for Pilchuck, which is every year. But all these other events are in addition, and this is a new thing. And mm-hmm. what they're thinking is a lot of glass artists are coming into town, uh, according to Carol anyway, <laughs> and so they want things for them to do all weekend, <laughs> and they really got a weekend going here. Um, so Pilchuck, uh, their theme this year is Masquerade, and that's on October 19th, and that's their 41st annual gala and auction, and that's actually at Fremont Studios in Seattle. And uh, you can, again, go online uh, to Pilchuck's uh, website, and they will tell you how to purchase tickets to go to this. So if you want to purchase tickets, you need to get that done right away. Um, Tacoma Art Museum has also, um, they're spotlighting uh, the half-century store of Pilchuck Glass with a big exhibit of glass art uh, at Tacoma Art Museum. And Carol... (laughs) <laughs> what else is going on? Uh, well, there's a lot going on. Uh, I guess there's there are over 800 glass artists living in the Seattle area. So that's, I think they're all going to be spotlighted from the sounds of it. So I have a show that's on right now at the Bainbridge Island Museum of Art called Carol Mel Nitwit, um, which is kind of a joke, but kind of funny. Um, so it's all knitted glass that I've done. I'm also going to have an open studio on Saturday the 19th and Sunday the 20th from 11 to 3. And I have work at the Museum of Glass in their store. So I'm, I'm pretty busy this week, that week too. So you're very involved oh, in Shoreline. all of this. And I, you're probably going to go to some of these events too. Uh, yes, definitely. But uh, I'm going to clone myself. So You're going to clone yourself. <laughs> that sounds like a good idea for that weekend. Well, we'll be back shortly talking with Carol Milne about her cast glass sculptures. Stay with us on RB Northwest. Support for Artbeat Northwest with Pat Polly comes from Pratt Fine Arts Center, offering year-round classes for youth, teens, and adults. Located in the central area, Pratt is the only facility in the Northwest where absolute beginners and established professional artists work side-by-side, creating art in glass, metal, stone, and wood sculpture, jewelry and metal smithing, painting, drawing, printmaking, and mixed media. Learn more and register for classes at Pratt.org. Find out the latest about your favorite shows on Alternative Talk 1150. Check out 1150kknw.com. Welcome back to Artbeat Northwest. Carol Milne is here talking about her cast sculpture in glass. And Carol, you were saying your your studio is open during uh, that weekend, 17th to 20th, uh, and 11 to 3. 11 to 3, yeah. And... And can anybody go in, or do you need yep, tickets anybody. for that? No, it's and open. And where is your studio? So I'm at 13529 First Avenue Northeast. It's almost Shoreline, across from Lakeside Middle School. Oh, okay. So well, the parking's I've... a challenge, but <laughs> it's uh, wheelchair accessible first floor, you know, on the main floor. So open. Oh, okay. So you got to go see her. 
Now, um, let's talk about how exactly you got started with glass. Uh, <laughs> how long do we have? <laughs> how long do we have? Uh, well, you know, I'm yeah. sure you have a lot of interesting tales about yeah. how this all evolved. Yeah. Well, so I've been in, I was interested in art forever, except I never took art classes in, in uh, high school because art was something you didn't do if you could take science or math. That was just so, but I spent all my spare time making art, doing art. Uh, and I was a big knitter. I mean, that's my, was my main fiber-related things. But I didn't see that I could, you know, make a living as a knitter. So I went to landscape architecture. And then when I became more interested in sculpture, I had this red wax that reminded me of yarn. And then I started knitting with it. And down the rabbit hole I went. (laughs) Down the rabbit hole. And she does these amazing sculptures that involve knitted uh, uh how would you say it's it's so, so i knitted knit with, things yeah it looks like i've knitted actual glass and i wish i could say that that's how i do it but it's not I, it's tricky i knit in wax and then i make a plaster mold around the wax i melt the wax out of the mold the mold goes in a kiln and i melt glass into the space where the wax was and it's in the kiln for five days. It comes out, and I break the mold apart to get the glass out. So that's the archaeology piece <laughs> when I'm digging piece. it out with dental tools so I don't break anything. And it looks like it's impossible to do. You know, when you <laughs> see it, you say, how did she do that? Everybody wants to know. But it's basically the lost wax method. That's yeah. the same method that's used to cast gold and yeah. Other metals. Yeah, exactly. Uh, basically. Except but different. I had to trick the glass. Glass doesn't want to do what I want it to do. It, it, molten glass is like honey. You know, it flows very slowly. And I just had to figure out how to coax it into going into all those spaces. And part of the way to do it is just to hold it for a long time at top temperature. And it will slowly drip into the mold and the, yeah. the hard part is I never know if my molds are fill are full because I you can't see into them. I just have I weigh my wax beforehand and I know about how much glass should go in. But if I look in the kiln and there's still glass there, you know, is it full or is it not, you know, so it's a it's so but I'm sure you've gotten better I'm, and better yeah. at this over time. I'm better at estimating. I can say, well, I had this piece in for this long, so this so, one's about the same. So you've had a few failures. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now you don't have as many. Exactly. I know. It's just like any art, you yeah. know. It's, a, you know, especially when it involves a lot of technical process. Yeah. That it takes a while to get your technique and your skill and your knowledge up to the point where it's always successful. And I, you know, what is success, right? I think... Failure is how that's how I learn. So that's failure is a positive for me, because if I make one mistake, 
or, you know, I fail at it here. Well, I'm probably not going to make that mistake again. I'll make a different one. <laughs> I'm pretty soon you'll have made all the mistakes, yeah, right? Maybe. And then I'll be bored and I'll have to do something else. <laughs> so have you ever had a mistake that turned into a lovely art piece because oh, yeah. of the fact that it was like unfinished in some way? Yeah. Yeah. I have one that's uh, this. Well, sometimes I, I redo them. I add on and I can recast. But sometimes they break and it's like, oh, this when I like I have one bowl that I did that didn't fill completely. And it there's like half of half of it's complete and the other bits are falling off. And it was kind of at it you know, when the financial crisis hit in 2008. I made that and and it just felt like, oh, like your <laughs> nest egg is falling apart because of. Uh, and so, so what'd you call it? <laughs> nest egg lament. <laughs> nest egg lament. See, the other thing about Carol is that she always names her pieces, and she's put some some wit into that. Yeah, well, which yeah. is one of the reasons she calls herself nitwit, <laughs> <laughs> which could mean something else, but doesn't. Yeah, well, it depends who you talk to. <laughs> so. Um, so what are the some of the kinds of one of the things I really like is the the one she does where she has hands in and I don't see how you do this either hands knitting <laughs> a piece it, it the piece involves the hands and the knitted piece and and she, you were telling me that it really makes you notice that hands are all so different but we don't really notice that on a regular basis it is interesting when you so the way I make those is I you know when your dentist takes a mold of your teeth, they use alginate? So I stick people's hands in alginate and then pull the hands out and pour wax in. And that wax hand then gets worked into the knitting. Ah. And uh, ah. those pieces actually started the, a year, one year I had a lot of key mentors in my life pass away. And I started to think about, well, what does it mean to become your own mentor so in those pieces the hands the fabric that's attached to the hands is being knitted by the hands so they're you know that escher-esque idea where oh yeah going it's a circle of knitting yourself recreation yeah yeah Yeah. so so you kind of have to be your own mentor now because your mentors are gone and yeah. Yeah. Now you have to mentor. That's not exactly other funny, is it? <laughs> no, that is, that is not well. But it's, uh, but it it's a true thing, you know. And it and it relates to. I know a lot of your things not only are have some wit to them, but they also relate to uh, social. Uh, how you're feeling about what's happening uh, in the government and so on. Yeah. <laughs> I I have I mean that's for me that's what art is. It's social commentary, really. It's me taking my life and putting it in visual terms. And you might not see what I see, but I think sometimes that's how I work through things. Now, you started out uh casting shoes. You were saying you're very frustrated with <laughs> with manufacturers of stylish shoes because they weren't what they should be. Yeah, I think most, uh, in quotes, stylish shoes are very uncomfortable. So I kind of combined the Cinderella myth with, with these the Amazon woman myth and made these huge, like, 16-inch shoes out of glass, like glass slippers. But partially it started out 
being frustrated with how. So really, your shoes were kind of a commentary yeah. on what was going on in yeah. the shoe world. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then it evolved from there into the knitted yeah. glass. Yeah. Now, you've got several books out, too. Uh, one on glass shoes. <laughs> uh, and another on uh, on actually how to, your techniques on how to cast this uh, knitted glass. Yeah. Now, how many people have actually taken your techniques to heart and been successful with sculptures using your techniques? So I, I don't have any people copying me that I know of. <laughs> I mean, it. But ten years from now, maybe I will. <laughs> I do have a lot of people taking my class, and it, I teach a lot about kiln casting. It doesn't have to be knitted, but learning. If you learn my technique, you're going to be a better kiln caster. Oh, okay. So where do you teach? Everybody's going to want to know. So, okay. Since you're so successful (laughs) at this intricate kiln casting, any other kind of kiln casting, the student, if they learn your technique, they're going to be miles ahead of other people. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So I have have one class in Phoenix in November, but it's full. And I'm going to be teaching at Pratt next summer. I don't have a date yet. okay. And I'm teaching at Corning in June of next year, but it's not going to be knitting. It's probably going to be a tessellations tile class, like what pattern. Is, what uh, is tessellations? Tessellations are, tessellations are patterns that repeat and like bathroom tiles, like Escher tiles, that oh. shapes that can fit together to make And, I, and you cast those out of glass? Or? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, well, we're all going to have to sign up for that uh, cast glass class at Pratt because they don't have that many gla- cast ga- glass classes around. I mean, you can learn how to blow glass. Yeah. And you can do kiln glass. That's Those are pretty accessible, but cast glass classes are just... and, and um, It's not hard. It's just, it is time-consuming. It's not... Um, Immediate gratification. It's it's many (laughs) steps to get what you want. And then after that. It's meditative. (laughs) Meditative. Then after that, you have to spend a lot of time finishing. Uh Right? Oh, no. (laughs) No, no. I know better. (laughs) Anyway, it's already time for a break. We've been here talking with Carol Milne about her experiences with cast glass sculptures, especially those that are uh, knit They don't knit themselves, right? We'll be back. From new exhibitions to community events, Bellevue Arts Museum is always new, always different, and always exciting. Right now, check out Emerge Evolve 2018. Rising talents in kiln glass, showcasing an international array of artists whose cutting-edge work in kiln glass offers new perspectives on the media. This competition at Bullseye Glass in Portland attracted over 280 entries from 29 countries, of which a group of 40 finalists were accepted. The exhibition at Bellevue Arts Museum features work by 10 award winners from the 2018 competition alongside new works from four previous Emerge artists, illustrating the evolution of their practice. The exhibition will be at BAM until July 12, 2020. Get tickets and learn more at BellevueArts.org. Seattle, Tacoma, Antwerp? That's right. We're streamed worldwide on our app and on the web at 1150kknw.com. Welcome back to Art Beat Northwest. Carol Milne is here talking about her cast sculptures in glass. And we were talking about 
Well, when you get them done, I'm sure you got to do a lot of cleanup, too. So you got all these steps, and then you get it out, and you go, oh, it's all covered with whatever. <laughs> I got to clean that off, plaster. Do you, what do you do? Do you sandblast it? Or? No, no. Um, I, I clean most of it with, by hand, and then I use a pressure washer carefully. <laughs> so I know you do a lot of different kinds of sculpture a lot of bowls, uh, knit things, uh, uh, knit with uh, hands in it. What have been the most popular with people? So I think the most popular tend to be the works in progress. Oh, okay. So to me, that's kind of a joke, right? It's a, it's a piece of knitting with needles in it, so it looks like you're still working on it. And I, I love that idea that, <laughs> that you... It's a, it's a finished piece on a pedestal, but it's in progress. So it's to me, it's a tribute to what it means to create rather than to the finished creation. Does that make okay. sense? Yeah. So but those have been popular mostly with knitters because they they recognize that it's knitting and they like that it's it's a tribute to their craft, kind of. Uh, I can see that because yeah. something being knit. But I have a question on those. It looks to me like the knitting needles are not glass. Some of them are. Some oh. of them aren't. Uh, but so, how do you, after you've got this whole thing cast, then you put the knitting needles in? Yeah. <laughs> Probably it might be kind of even hard to well, fit sometimes them in. they don't fit because yeah. yeah, you yeah. work in wax, and if it, you tweak any of the stitches, then yeah. the, it doesn't line up again. So I have uh, to Oh, just another little yeah. <laughs> uh, tidbit about learning. I can see why you're the only one. Now, you've been doing some other interesting things. Um, You you have a sculpture at at Peters Valley Gallery called Domestic Matters, the Uncommon Apron. Oh, that's what the show is, yeah. They have all these different aprons done in, you name it, you know, cast bronze, uh, and then everybody's idea of an apron is totally different. And then yours is? Mine's called Cocktail, and it's... It's made of interlocking, like, uh, it's called entrelac style of knitting. It's like apple cores, like a quilt, they fit together. Ah. But it, it lights up, so it, the lights start from the bottom and go all the way up, like a glass filling up, and then it turns off, and then it goes up again. So it, it's like you're drinking out of the, <laughs> drinking the dress. I mean, drinking the dress. <laughs> But how do you get that light in there? I don't. So I have uh, an LED strips of these little lights with a battery control that's t- mounted, like sewn onto fabric behind the glass. Oh, okay, okay. And then you've done some other uh, uh, in the glass uh, fashion show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that was uh, in 2016. I did a piece called Queen of the Knit that it was a knitted piece the same idea it was individual pieces that are tied together with um, spacers and um, zip ties with fabric behind it with led lights so that it would light up as you wore it It was it was fun I'm not a fashion person so when I was asked to make this piece I kind of put them off for a long time and but it was it was a really fun project to make something in glass that would fit a person and that 
wouldn't just break every time, you know, as you walked around. So it must have some flexible pieces that it was. Uh, it's all the zip put ties. Together with. Yeah, yeah. Tied with but zip ties with spacers so that glass doesn't actually the pieces don't touch each other. Oh, I see. But you don't think of glass as being very wearable, <laughs> I, I mean, especially yeah. in large pieces, yeah. right? And especially in large garments, you know. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, you have several books out now. If a person really wants to learn more about this technique, uh, there is a book written uh, by Isaacson. Yeah. <laughs> who's a relative of yours, I understand. Uh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> so that, that goes into the basic process. It doesn't have kiln schedules and all the details about the mold material because I find that changes depending on what you're trying to make. Oh. So you just have to take my class or email me. <laughs> oh, okay. So, you know, it's kind of not a mainstream uh, technique that's out there. No. And it's and it's so technique sensitive and you need a lot of equipment that and a lot of uh, engineering that's accurate for it. Some. I mean, I have a kiln. I don't have a lot of other equipment, you know, soldering iron and tools, but uh-huh. nothing nothing out of the ordinary, really. But it's it's very technique sensitive. Yeah. <laughs> so that's probably why a lot of people really aren't uh, too engaged. Now, what do you uh, consider uh, what, I don't know where you get all your ideas, but if you've got, what are you thinking about doing in the future? Have you got some big... Oh, hmm. Seems well, like- I, did, I just did a piece last year at the Bellevue Arts Museum called Viper, which is a large... Oh, I saw snake, that. Snake that was skin. great. Yeah. yeah, about 16 feet. It was 40 feet long. but I thought that was you, 16, but I yeah. can't remember. That was me. Um, and it's, it was a big piece made with smaller pieces. And I'm, I'm thinking about making more work like that. So it's whether it will be hanging in the space like that one was or wall mounted I'm not I'm not sure but I like like just like with my knitting it's a whole bunch of little stitches come together to make something bigger like a grassroots idea I feel like I want to get larger with my sculpture that way make taking small pieces and making something bigger and its entirety in its entirety that one is quite large and the pieces are Large compared to what you normally do. Yeah, the and pieces like were sixteen inches, twelve inches, and it was quite well received. People were really commenting on on that sculpture. It was really nice. Thank I really you. liked it Thank too. You. So, but I, you know, I kind of thought that was yours, but I wasn't <laughs> sure. You know, so it was before I had interviewed you. Now I'll know to look for your work. But we are already running out of time, Carol. Thank you so much for being Thank on you. the show. Yeah, nice it's been to be fun here. talking to you. Nice to talk to you, Pat. And uh, how can we get in touch with you and uh, see some of your pieces online? I'm sure the listeners are going to want to go online and see those. So my website is carolmilne.com, C-A-R-O-L-M-I-L-N-E. Um, I'm almost also on Facebook, um, Carol Milne Artwork, or on Instagram, Carol Milne Art. Lots of ways to Lots get in of ways. touch. Okay, be sure to get in touch and be sure to listen to Artbeat Northwest every Tuesday at 5 p.m. drive time and now also on Mondays at 8.30 a.m. drive time. I'm Pat Polly, your host, signing off on Alternative Talk 1150. Have a great creative week.